Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. Without the midichlorians, life cannot exist. And we would have no knowledge of the Force. Amazing. Every word of what you just said is wrong. Star Wars Brothers Podcast, the inaugural episode. I'm Cliff Boyd, and I'm here with John Boyd and Drew Shepard. All right, all right. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Awesome. Fantastic. Right. Good. Uh, so I want to start out today by just kind of explaining what we plan on doing in this podcast, why it exists, um, theoretically will exist, does not exist yet. <laughs> we'll see how today goes. And, um, and then we'll just get right into talking about some Star Wars because because that's what we love. Uh, I, about a year ago, uh, you know, been talking to my brother. We've been excited about all the, the Star Wars hype, the renewed interest in society towards Star Wars. And um, it got me wanting to go back through all of the Star Wars material of the past, which is pretty much an impossible task if you're going to go to try to do everything. But uh, if you limit it to just what is now considered canon, because I guess at some point in 2014, I believe it was, Disney made a big cut and said, hey, everything before this is no longer canon except for the movies and the Clone Wars cartoon. And everything after this is, is all canon and that's officially produced. So I thought, you know, that's like five years worth of stuff. Uh, that's, that's something that it's possible to actually catch up on and be up to date on everything Star Wars. And that just sounded like a really cool idea to me. Uh, still a little bit of a daunting task because <laughs> there's comics and books and shows and, and all of that. And I thought, well, maybe we could do it. Maybe we could do it together. Maybe me and John could get in there and, and go through all this stuff together and, and talk about it as we go through it. And maybe we can make a podcast about it. I threw the idea out there. Uh, we were kind of busy in our lives at the time, and it didn't really make a lot of sense for us to start doing that at the time. But it's always been in the back of my mind. So recently, I actually started watching through the Clone Wars cartoon and uh, got about a season and a few episodes in and and was enjoying it, but thought, I really wish I had somebody to talk to about this uh, and and just be excited about what's happening as I'm going through it with, with a person who I can uh, just discuss everything with. Anyway, uh, called my brother up. I think I'd finished an episode that day and I called him up. Uh, right after it ended. And I said, John, I'm watching the Star Wars Clone Wars cartoon. Do you want to do this podcast thing? <laughs> he said, sure. So, so that's why I'm here. So John, why are you here? Why, why do you want to do this podcast? Um, of course, uh, always been a Star Wars fan, you know, for, for forever. And uh, uh, I too want to, want to kind of get caught up on some of the things that I, uh, you know, probably, uh, uh, I don't know. I probably wouldn't stick to it if I didn't have somebody to kind of talk through with it because of, because uh, of life. And so just excited to kind of set this aside and, uh, and then also get to, to meet somebody new uh, and uh, get to meet Andrew for the first time tonight on this. And uh, this sounds awesome. Excited about it. All right, Drew, why are you here? Do I get my 20 bucks if I say, cause you forced me to. <laughs> 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 forced is a strong word <laughs> no um ever since i've got to know um you cliff we have really uh i guess connected especially over star wars um for for john who doesn't know this and for anyone who eventually listens to this doesn't know um 
my wife never saw Star Wars at all. Um, you know, she's now 24 years old, never seen Star Wars until this past year when we started watching in, in a somewhat order, the different Star Wars films. And so just getting to see her reaction and getting to do with a lot of friends, uh, that was really enjoyable for me. And just, you know, talking with people, especially Cliff and, you know, just more people who are more knowledgeable of the Star Wars franchise than I am, I discovered there was so much that I actually don't know. Um, so I'm really excited to actually get some of that knowledge that you two have and um, just kind of talk about some different ideas. And like John said, I'm really excited to meet him too. So um, I'm going to be a good time. I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there. We don't really have very much stuff for knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> we have pretty much seen the movies uh, and then just little bits and pieces of things besides that. Like I said, I watched through a season of the, of the Clone Wars cartoon and that's about it. Um, played with about all I've seen. Toys. So, you know, a lot of the toys. I've played with a lot of the toys, uh, Star Wars Legos. So I'm pretty much an expert. <laughs> oh well, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, video games over the years, yeah. you know, um, that sort of thing. But uh, we're definitely not experts here. But that's that's sort of the fun of it is we're all experiencing this for the first time. And that's why I asked you, Drew, because I knew you hadn't seen any of the Clone Wars. Well, I know you've seen a little bit of it. You've watched, I think, a few more episodes than I have. But, yeah. but I know you didn't make it through season two. No. And uh, you weren't going chronologically when you did that. So that's pretty much where we're going to start here. And, and whether we go past the Clone Wars or not remains to be seen. We'll see what, what life has in store for us. But the main purpose is that of what we're doing right now is that over about the next 20 weeks, we're going to watch through the Clone Wars cartoon together. And I've put together a schedule for that. Um, amounts to anywhere from about five to eight episodes a week. And then the way that that's going to be divided out is by episode arc. I found a really cool website that uh, I wish I could credit. Maybe I will eventually at some point or, or um, you know, if, if we actually have anybody who ever listens to this, <laughs> <laughs> then I can find a way to, uh, to point them to that website. Anyway, um, starwars.com has all the episode listed episodes listed chronologically. But uh, there's another website that has arranged those into their arcs. It's the same order, but they've grouped it by episode arc. And so that's the way we're going to watch it is arc at a time where you've got two to five episodes uh, that all tell a cohesive story within themselves. And I didn't want to stop in the middle of an arc week to week. So each week we're going to be talking about, you know, two, usually probably about two or three different episode arcs um, that happen in the the Clone Wars series until we finish it. Obviously a new season just came out on Disney plus, uh, which is kind of exciting. And another reason uh, why I was prompted to go ahead and start watching again, because it's been popping up on my Disney plus feed as a recommended show to see. And so, uh, so that's what we're going to do is watch the Clone Wars cartoon and each week we'll talk about it. And at the end of the episode, I'll talk, I'll, I'll mention what episodes we're going to watch for, um, for next week. Obviously this first week's going to be the movie in a couple episodes, but, um, but I'll go over that at the end. <clears throat> okay. For this episode, because we haven't watched or prepared uh, anything to talk about as far as the Clone Wars cartoon is concerned, um, I want to start out just talking a little bit about why we are Star Wars fans, what we like about it, what are some, what are some of our earliest Star Wars memories. Um, Drew, what's the earliest memory that you have of Star Wars? The earliest memory I have of Star Wars is probably... Gosh, when I was in third or fourth grade, summer day camp, 
playing um, the Super Star Wars Empire Strikes Back for the SNES game. Yes. <laughs> playing Battle for Hoth through the snow caves, the ATAT, um, the snow speeders. As frustrating as I'll get out, I could not beat that level, that game. It, it just drove me mad all summer, you know, for an hour, you know, can't let the kids play video games all day in summer day camp. What? You know, whatever. So an hour, it drove me mad trying to beat it. But I had so much fun with the challenge um, and just, you know, the, the action that went along with it. So I'd say that's probably my first really clear memory of Star Wars. John, what about you? Earliest Star Wars memory? Yeah, so, uh, so I actually remember it pretty vividly. Uh, uh, living in Florida, I was probably in second or third grade when I first got introduced. And I believe I was homesick from school. And so when I was home sick, sometimes mom would, would rent movies. Uh, don't know if she ever did that for you, Cliff. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she'd rent movies. And, uh, and so just a couple of the Star Wars movies on VHS uh, on our 13-inch TV, I think, that we probably played our Super Nintendo on as well. Uh, and uh, I, don't, I don't remember which ones they were, but I remember putting them in that – VHS player, that tape player, and watching through those two episodes, probably not in, even in the right order. But at that age, I was just like blown away by those Star Wars movies. And then, uh, I mean, it caught on quick. I, that was second or third grade. And before, you know, fifth, sixth grade, I, I had a bunch of the toys and I was crazy about it. So, yeah. <clears throat> John, I think you were a lot bigger Star Wars fan than me growing up. Um, I remember, it's, it's weird, I don't really have a lot of very early memories of Star Wars. When we lived in Florida, I, I, that was like junior, was it junior high for me? Yeah, those were like my junior high years yeah. in Florida. I don't really think I saw Star Wars or really knew much about it or paid much attention to it until junior high. And I remember you watching the movies and talking about them and just thinking, what, what in the world is this? What a nerd. <laughs> and, no, it wasn't that. <laughs> it wasn't that. Well, it might have been. <laughs> but I remember uh, being interested in it and just thinking, well, this is, this is interesting. I and I don't remember a whole lot about it. I, I probably watched an episode or two with you at some point. Um, and, uh, and, and it primed me up for episode one. Which I don't remember what grade that was. That was like probably seventh or eighth grade for me. And uh, episode one came out when I was the target audience for it. Um, and uh, I remember just being so, so excited about seeing Star Wars in, in a theater um, after having discovered these <laughs> movies on these VHS tapes. And, and that was the thing. And John, I, well, you both probably remember when episode one came out. Um, that, was a, that was a huge deal in, in our generation. Mm -hmm. Um, one of the biggest films ever, I think, uh, at, at the time, at least. Um, Y'all have any other Star Wars memories uh, that you want to talk about? Well, now that you bring up seeing Episode One, you know, I remember, uh, I remember when they re-released Four, Five, and Six into the theaters. Yeah, and going to yeah, see all those right. in the theaters, uh, and so that was a pretty profound memory too. Uh, I don't remember who I went with or, or what theater I went to, but I remember going and be like, oh, oh yeah, I, I get to see, absolutely. this is a historic moment because it's in the theaters and just remember yeah, thinking it, that. Makes me wonder if maybe that was even the first time I saw them because I really don't remember watching the VHSs. Uh, I might have seen them for the first time when they were re-released in theaters. It's hard for me to remember 
um, remember for sure. Mm -hmm. Now I do remember uh, playing Shadows of the Empire. Some similarly to your memory, Drew, of playing on the Super Nintendo. Um, I know I had at some point I had a Star Wars game on Game Boy, and I remember playing that as well. Um, I think it was just Super Star Wars for the Game Boy, probably a Game Boy port of the same game. Um, we weren't we we never really had a Super Nintendo <laughs> until later on. Um, but I remember it being in sixth grade and watching a VHS preview that somebody had brought to school on one of the classroom TVs of the <laughs> Nintendo 64 that was coming out and vividly remember watching that snow speeder fly through Hoth on shadows of the empire and just thinking this is, this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. And I'm, I'm, I'm huge into video games. Uh, you both, you guys know that I've got a collection of a bunch of old video games and just play probably way too many video games. I, I love them, but I've always loved them. Um, and that's a, uh, that's a, that's a big memory for me. I even remember, I think probably before that, um, John, one of our cousins was really into star Wars, James. And, yeah. um, I do remember playing on his computer, um, dark forces, which was a first person shooter, uh, star Wars video game. So he was into the, the X-wing versus tie fighter as well. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And that, those might, those may have been pretty early memories for me as well. So it's hard I mean, for me to put it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Talking video games. I remember the one where I said, I'm actually, I, I'm all in to the franchise was playing battle for Naboo on my uh, my jungle green in 64 yeah. i mean it was that was the coolest yeah. thing you had that yellow in one starfighter and you were you know going over the planet but then you're up in space too and you're on all sorts of speeders um just you know shooting droids with blasters trying to uh, outmaneuver the tanks and everything and uh, for whatever reason that that game just really resonated with i think it was around like 99 2000 somewhere there and it was such an amazing game, I thought. It was, um, you know, again, it was challenging to me. But uh, to your point, Cliff, I, I, growing up, I was definitely more of a video gamer than I was a, a movie goer, movie watcher. So that's how I really connected with the franchise um, initially. Um, you know, even when GameCube came out, what is it? The Rogue, Rogue Leader? Was it? Um, mm -hmm. I think so it was the sequel to Rogue GameCube. Squadron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that was a blast to play that one as well. Um, you know, just kind of getting to fly in the X-Wing. Um, those were the games that really just made an impact and really, I guess, helped develop my love for Star Wars in the beginning. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about our controversial topic for the week. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Before this podcast, I asked Drew and John, to make a list of their top three best Star Wars movies. And again, this is most of our exposure to Star Wars is through the films. So what are your top three Star Wars films? And then what are the uh, three, your three least favorite films? I'm gonna preface this and do a little disclaimer. I like all 11 films, all 11 of them. We're, we're doing this podcast after, uh, uh, the the newest episode nine came out, Rise of Skywalker. Is that what it's called again? Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Rise, Rise of Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah, I think that's right. So I, I uh, we're doing this podcast after that came out. I like all of the Star Wars movies, um, and uh, some of them I just 
like a lot less than others. <laughs> and some of them I like a lot more than others. And so that's kind of where, where we're coming from. Um, they are not all good movies, but they are all movies that I like. That's my, that's my uh, hot take on Star Wars. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> so um, here's, I, I've been thinking about what format we should do here. And, and I didn't really finalize it because I was busy with getting everything set up for our, our first podcast ever and kind of fumbling through that. Um, I, I think what we're going to do is start out with our, uh, we'll start out with our bottom pick, the worst Star Wars movie of the 11. And here's what I want to do. We're going to, we're going to have one of us say it. This might get ugly. I want you to keep track. I want you to keep track on your list because if that makes your list, then you're going to mention it as well. So we're all going to, if it's on anybody's list, then you, you can go ahead and say, Hey, that is one of my bottom three. I don't, did y'all order your top three and bottom three? Do you have like a one, two, three? I have mine. I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't order them. I'm not really sure that I, that I had those decisions all made. Uh, I probably do. I can probably ascribe an order to it. Um, but uh, but, but when, <laughs> when we mention the movie, so when I mention my worst film, Drew, if that's, if that's in your top three, then, then you're going to go ahead and mention it then instead of waiting until we get to, uh, we get to your movies. And we'll just kind of go through until, <laughs> I guess, until we've talked about them all. And then at the end, uh, if there's anything else you want to say about the films, uh, we can go ahead and do that as well. Maybe, maybe throw out some honorable mentions or um, talk about movies that we didn't get a chance to discuss. Sounds All right, uh, Drew, why don't you start and tell us what your bottom pick of the 11 is? My bottom of the barrel pick? <laughs> I already know what's going to happen here with this one. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I, I really, I'm sorry. I'm just going to say I'm sorry, Cliff. My bottom of the barrel pick is The Phantom Menace. No! <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I, I so wanted to pick something oh. else for you, <laughs> but okay. Pod racing is amazing. I love the pod racing scene. Darth Maul is an interesting, enjoyable villain. There's Liam Neeson. I love Liam Neeson. It has so many things going for it, but every time Jar Jar Binks opens his mouth, I <laughs> a little. he I get it. To some people, he is funny, silly, like Goofy, like Goofy the character, Disney, Goofy. I mean, but to me, he was just annoying. I was like, God, just be quiet, hush, like keep your mouth shut. I, I just, I don't know. He just didn't resonate as funny, silly with me. He was just more, almost an antagonist, stepping stone for every character, every main plot. So. Um, and I don't know, something about the, the technology, um, you know, just, just because you have technology doesn't mean that you have to use it. <laughs> um, I'm looking, I'm thinking about New Hope, you know, 23 years prior, um, the way that it looked was so much more, I don't know, realistic. If that may, I mean, Star Wars, you know, realistic. It was more realistic to me than some of the cgi effects in the phantom menace so I, I get it it was new they had to try it it was revolutionary it was neat to see um but but that's my uh, pros and cons to phantom menace in my view drew you have picked as your bottom pick my number two uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> i knew it was going to be up that there is, <laughs> and this is where we vote it's not my there. number one so yeah. <laughs> That's where we vote like <laughs> I'm off the island already. 
<laughs> and, and let me explain why. I, I do love the pod racing scene. Um, I I think the the new characters that they introduce are are really interesting. I like Jar Jar Binks. I think he's funny. <laughs> he doesn't annoy me at all. I just I think he's hilarious. <laughs> now I think he I think the use of Jar Jar Binks becomes problematic as we move throughout the Star Wars universe. But in Episode One, he's just a goofball, um, and he acts like a goofball. Um, when they start treating him like he's a serious character later on, like he could actually be a a senator. senator. John, you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Said, that doesn't make sense. Come on, Jar Jar Binks has no place in the Senate in anything political. He ought to be a goofball that accidentally saves the day in some small way at most, which is what he does in episode one. And I actually really like that. Um, here's why I think episode one resonates with me so much more than it does for most people though. It came out, and I sort of mentioned this before it came out at a time uh, when I was the target audience for it. Um, when episode one came out, they made it for seventh graders. <laughs> I was in seventh grade or I don't remember seventh or eighth grade, something like that. And uh, I saw that movie in the theaters and was just blown away. Um, the pod racing scene, all of the new starships, the, the CG, CG like I'd never seen before. Um, animation just blew my mind. That lightsaber battle at the end. Look, I know it's, you go back and watch it. And you just think, where even are they? This is ridiculous. What are these doors they keep closing on? It's all just so contrived. And I recognize that. But I love it. I just think it's so good. Um, and uh, I admit that much of my love for it is nostalgia. Um, but even uh, even the, I don't remember his name, the Jar Jar leader who does that <laughs> thing. <laughs> so stupid. And I think it's hilarious. I think it's funny and, and charming and, and, uh, and good. So. And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever viewer or listener we had. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, delete. No. Not the Star Wars podcast for me. <laughs> uh, well, John, any comments on that? Yeah, so, so, so I, I do like Phantom Menace. It's not in my uh, top three. Um, it's, it's somewhere in the middle, but, but for much the same reasons, it's, uh, it's the, uh, the feelings that I have remembering that star Wars is back and going to see that and being so excited about that. And I think that's probably part of the, the reason I like it so much is those memories I have from that time. And that's when I really started, like, I need star Wars toys for Christmas. Uh, and so I had a big yellow, uh, Nabu Starfighter, and yeah. I, I had a Pod Racer, and and so uh, uh, that's that's why I probably like it. Um, and, and the lightsaber battle, the double sided lightsaber. I mean, that was uh, every every kid wanted a so double sided cool. lightsaber at that point. Um, and so uh, I still do. <laughs> <laughs> probably kill um, myself with it. Right, right. Probably not a probably not a good idea. Um, but it's 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 somewhere in the middle for me. Uh, it spawned one of the greatest video games on the Nintendo sixty four, uh, Star Wars Racer. Now you mentioned Battle for Naboo, but man, Star Wars Racer was a game that I played so much um, growing up on the Nintendo sixty four. Was that just a pod racing game? Yeah, just pod racing. Okay. You can pick your pick your characters, and then there were like tour circuits all over the galaxy. Um, I was always Anakin. I don't know why. I just liked playing as Anakin. Um, 
he filled up his little tiny podcast compared to all the rest of them. And I think I kind of liked that the podcast took up less room on screen so I could see more of the road that I was driving on. But um, anyway, I, I remember, I remember I was able to get first in every race in that game. And I'm like everything except for there was one race that I couldn't beat, and I never finished it, but everything else in that game, as far as I know, who knows, there's probably stuff I missed, but just about everything else in that game I played to death. Um, okay. John, what's your bottom pick? Oh, my bottom pick. All right. Bottom of the barrel is solo. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm so. shocked. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, I'm so, shocked again. No, let, let me, let me preface or, or I should have prefaced. I, I, I don't hate any of the star Wars movies. Uh, I'm, I, find enjoyment out of all of them. Um, but solo, uh, I didn't like the, uh, the, the droid, uh, rights, uh, okay. yeah. and all that. I, yeah. and I, I really didn't, uh, it was not the, not, not the actor. I, I get that they can't have uh, Harrison Ford be in the movie. Uh, but the fact that he was not the Han Solo that I pictured as a younger Han Solo, he wasn't, he wasn't gruff enough. He wasn't rude enough. Uh, yeah, he was uh, kind of Aladdin-ish uh, to me, um, but he was not the, uh, you know, I'm just going to blast my way out of here um, and, and be rude to you the whole time and, uh, and then still get the girl uh, type of person that I had, I had pictured. What do you think about Solo, Drew? You know, for me, it's somewhere in the middle. Um, okay. Honestly... I had forgotten about that, that one part of the, the droids rights. Now that you say that, John, I remember that. I was like, uh, oh, okay. But um, I don't know. It was action packed. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I know a lot of people, you know, they, it's sort of their bottom of the barrel too, but I, I don't know. I enjoyed it. The train scene, um, you know, setting the bombs and the droids trying to fight them off off the train and, I've seen Darth Maul, spoiler alert, who'd not ever seen that. Um, <laughs> um, you know, it was a uh, weird throw in. Weird, yeah. weird throw in at the end yeah. there. It was nice to see him. <laughs> um, you know, and I forget the, oh, what's the lady's name? Uh, who sort of was, I don't know, more or less the bad lady, you know, good. Yeah, the, the lady, from, lady from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I thought her character was interesting. There were a couple of good blaster scenes. So, um, but yeah, sort of in the middle somewhere for me. Okay. I'm with you. Uh, toward the top, definitely top half for me. Um, not a top three. Um, but, uh, I loved, I thought it was a 10 out of 10. Um, when I saw it, I was blown away. I had very, very low expectations because it seemed like nobody really liked it that much. I didn't even see it in the theaters when it was out. Um, it was at a time of my life. I really wasn't going to the theaters very much anyway, but, uh, when I saw it, it came out on one of the streaming services, I think. And, and I eventually saw it and was blown away. Just thought this, this is an awesome movie and I don't really get what people are talking about. So many great callbacks. Um, we probably should have said at the beginning of this, if you haven't seen any star Wars movies, prepare to be spoiled <laughs> on them all. Uh, I loved the end. Just fist pump cheer out loud. When, when he just shoots the guy, before he even has a chance to start to draw. Mm. It was like Disney's definitive stance on who shot first. 
in episode four. It was like, we're going to establish Han Solo as the kind of person who has the character who would just shoot even if some, even if he wasn't drawn on. And, uh, and I really liked that. I, I really appreciated that. I'm with you on the droid rights thing. That was kind of, that was kind of dumb, but I thought it was, I thought it did create some humorous elements and Star Wars always kind of has ridiculous over the top things like that in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but I'm with you there, but I loved it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it's your bottom pick because <laughs> I, I thought for sure your bottom pick would be the same as mine and you know, what's coming. We're just disappointed in John, I tell you. (laughs) I'm not disappointed. It's okay. At least it's not episode one. So, (laughs) episode two is my bottom pick, and I think I think I'm I think I'm with the majority on that one. Second from the Um, bottom. Third from the bottom for me. Okay. All right. All right. I think that's a pretty universal opinion. Uh, I doubt that's in anybody's top three <laughs> i'm sure somebody but uh but i can't imagine uh that it's very high on many people's lists um although hey i'm the guy who has episode one as number two so um the, the attack of the clones as excited as i was as thrilled as episode one got me episode two killed it i remember after seeing episode two when episode three come out i was like oh maybe i'll see it I was at a different stage of life. I was in high school by that point, and Star Wars played a little bit different role in my life. I was still into it, but um, and wasn't ashamed of it at all. But uh, but it was still just not, not not my focus at that at that point in my life. But but part of that was because of Episode Two, because I remember seeing it, and not being a, a movie critic, <laughs> being an expert, and just thinking this acting is horrible it's it's so bad yes. the acting in it is terrible i don't i don't know if there's any good performances in it even the there's good actors and actresses in episode two and they do a horrible job <laughs> uh, every line just sounds like it should have been in like a first graders play it's bad it's horrible uh and and for that that's the biggest reason it's so low I love the the Yoda part. Yeah, there's some good things about it. I think this it sets up the story for Episode Three really well, and establishes some interesting things um, for what will eventually become the Clone Wars cartoon. Um, but uh, it it just really fell flat for me on the acting department, and I had a hard time getting over that. I remember it came out around the same time as as Lord of the Rings, and I love Lord of the Rings. Uh, those are still mm-hmm. probably my favorite movies um, of all time, and. Uh, the I remember watching all of the documentaries on the Lord of the Rings movies when after I bought the DVDs. I bought the extended version and then watched through everything, all of the bonus features, and was just blown away by how they would just build a whole city uh, to film a scene. And then you would watch Star Wars, and everything seemed so flat and unrealistic. And the CG was was beautiful, but the actors were just in front of blue screens. They didn't have anything real to latch onto. Um, it was just like they were sitting in a room reading the script in costume. And, and I think that that's part of why yeah. it suffered. The acting was so bad. I remember the word I would describe is not bad, but it was agony watching Anakin and Padme go back and forth. There. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot, la- the last time we watched it as a group, it was just too much. I was like, no, this, <laughs> I, I can't handle it's like, this. It's uncomfortable. It's, it's like you watch it with people and you kind of feel like, <laughs> Yeah, it's like these are horrible decisions. Like you're making to everybody. Like why? Why is this happening? Yeah, maybe best with subtitles when the volume off. 
Yes. You know, it, it might be fun to watch it in a foreign language with subtitles, English subtitles on. And that, maybe, it'd be, maybe it'd be better that way. Oh, Amazon. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, you're right. The Yoda battle was amazing. The lightsaber battle was great. Um, you know, it was fun to see Jango and Boba Fett. Um, you know, the yeah, Count Dooku. Yeah. That was, it was enjoyable. But to your point, probably the the Kaminoites, the people of Kamino, whatever you know they're called. That was probably the most genuine acting <laughs> in the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Okay. John, give me your second from the bottom. Second from the bottom is... Wait, uh, have we gotten your bottom yet? Did we do your bottom? We yeah, did. yeah, we did. That was so... Yeah, you tried so to forget about it. What's your second from the bottom? Second from the bottom is is episode two. Episode two. Okay, well, give us give us your... give us your. Well, let's see. We need to do all the no, second from no, the bottoms. Have you done your second from the bottom yet, Drew? No, I've not yet. Okay, second what is it? Second from the bottom for me, 10th place, Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So... Yeah, I get it. Um, I don't know. It just it didn't latch on as believable in the star Wars universe for me. Um, Palpatine has been here all along, but we didn't know. Now we're finding out there was no evidence to really suggest he was here, but he's here all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a bad guy. So um, it just was a surprise that, you know, I was initially excited, but just the way it was delivered was, you know, the way he was in that floating wheelchair crane, like, suspension things like what's what, what why um you know gen- the betrayal of general hux for you know kylo ren and then his demise that just seemed a little far-fetched um, but the most far-fetched thing and that's probably what sealed it for me at the end i was like trying to go i was like okay this is better than i'm thinking i'm not gonna like this the ending will make up for it and then finn writes out in these <laughs> on a ship and i was like no no i'm done nope 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 i i, I quit they were, I they were in an atmosphere <laughs> they were in the atmosphere were. of the planet they were in, in the middle of space <laughs> you're rising really slowly uh, yeah, sure, yeah. <laughs> why not uh, just, go fast just, yeah like, Drew, no just true this is this is also my second from the bottom okay. um, oh. for a lot of the same reasons. I, I loved, I loved the movie. Um, I saw it twice and, and loved it both times. It has some problems and in and of itself, I'm, I'm thinking maybe if I, if we really get deep into some of the extra stuff, if we start reading novels and comics, maybe, maybe that'll help it. Maybe that'll give us some information to latch on to, to, to make things more believable. But, um, you know, I, I knew it was a problem when the movie started and they were like, Palpatine's just been broadcasting this message. I was like, what is that? What do you mean he's been broadcasting a message out to the galaxy? Is this, this is the first we're hearing of it? Like, this is how you're going to introduce that? No, actually, it's not. That wasn't the first that we heard about it. Because if you play Fortnite <laughs> and had logged on to Fortnite um, at the time uh, when they had said to, they were going to do like a sneak peek and um, honestly, if I, if I had known, I thought it was going to be like a clip of the movie or something. I didn't want to be spoiled on the movie. I don't even watch trailers before these movies come out. I like to be completely unspoiled before I, before I see them. So I was like, I'm not, I'm not touching that, but I don't play Fortnite, but I would have created a Fortnite account and logged in if I knew it was actually going to be a part of Canon and be a, a real movie tie in. Just what a, what a silly thing. And if y'all don't know, um, or if listeners don't know before the movie came out, if you logged into Fortnite, when they said to, as part of their promotional material, there was a message from Palpatine, like playing over a loudspeaker 
at a certain time. Mm. And that's what the reference was to in the opening crawl. <laughs> it's like, what? And I knew from that point, you know, we were, we were going to have some problems. But I loved the movie. Just absolutely loved it. Uh, dropped a tear, too, when I was watching it. Um, thought the performances of Daisy Ridley and um, uh, what's his name? Kylo Ren. Help me. Uh, Driver, Adam Driver. Yep. Yeah, Adam Driver. Man, what great, great performances. They really carried it for me. But there was a lot of story stuff that just felt so unsubstantiated. Agreed. Like them being a, a what was it, a, a dyad in the force or something and being connected. Just, just made no, I didn't have any connection to that. I didn't even know what they were talking about. And even on a rewatch, I thought, there's no, what are they even saying? I don't even know what this means. Um, John, I think you probably like this movie the best out of the three of us. And I do like it, but. Right. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not in my top three. It's not in my yeah. bottom three. And, and I, I actually did really like it. Uh, I like it. I felt like it kind of redeemed the previous movie. Oh yeah. Well, I, you know, I agree with you there. I, and, and we have talked about that. Right. And, and I was a little worried that it wouldn't, you know, and that, right. that they continue down uh, the path that that took us, which I, I even like that one, but um, it, it had more problems to me uh, than, than rise. Uh, but no, I, I liked it. I liked the, uh, I, I don't know, just anytime I see that, those ships, those classic ships flying around. Mm-hmm. It just does something for the the memories of playing with all these Star Wars toys and, and watching these. And it, it, it I, don't, I don't know what to say. It, it, it wasn't my favorite, but uh, definitely don't have a problem with it like everyone else I talked to. I think the biggest problem that I had, and I won't, there's a lot that I have to say about it because it's pretty fresh on my mind. But um, the biggest problem that I had was at the end with all of the uh that palpatine had secretly built this huge fleet of ships and they all just like crash out of the planet ground like <laughs> did he bury them like what are they doing? they're underground and they just crash out of the ground like what's even happening it felt like they just kept having to one up it was like you know even with the force awakens this problem i had with force awakens too it was like you thought the Death Star was bad. The Death Star is only this big. Look at this <laughs> Star Killer base. You can fit like twenty Death Stars in there. It's just like what they had to right. build it out of a planet. It's like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> okay, I'll go with it. That's fine. Um, and then it was like, oh, you thought that was bad. You thought the multi-shot planet killer was bad. What if every Star Destroyer could destroy a planet? It's <laughs> just. It, it felt kind of like an end game, and I loved Avengers Endgame too. But it felt like, like, why do we have to keep one upping it? You know, why do why does this have to be bigger than anything before it? I'm hoping they're through with it now. If they try to one up that, <laughs> like, How? forget about it. Each each stormtrooper has a Death Star <laughs> power weapon. Each stormtrooper can destroy a planet. We call <laughs> it the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way they can do it. There's nothing left to do. So, uh, so that yeah, okay. So, and, right. and I've also I've also heard and seen a little bit of some of the uh, the books that they kind of came out with to explain some of that stuff. Uh, that makes me more okay with with the ships coming out of the planet and, yeah. and all that. So, yeah, and I, I agree. J.J. Abrams' homage to Ryan Johnson's work was pretty impressive to me. A lot of people thought that he discarded it, and I felt the opposite. Um, that whole thing where Palpatine was connecting them and they were communicating, they just kept building on that and building on that and building on that. 
and did, did a really cool thing at the end with that lightsaber handoff. That was all uh, from what Ryan Johnson had done, just progressively building on it. And it was a really, really cool moment. So, all right. Has everybody done their, their number, their bottom two? Bottom two. Yes. Okay. I've done all my bottom three. You've done all three. Okay. So you've done your bottom two. John, what's your, what's your third from the bottom? Three. Okay. Me too. Me too. We're both on the same page there. Drew? Revenge of the Sith? Yeah. No, no, that's my second favorite. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I knew you loved that one. Yeah, I like that one. Oh. I'll let y'all talk about it first if you want, or I can go. <laughs> uh, so episode three. Why is it so low for you? Well, the, the acting is, uh, is bad. And really, uh, oh, yeah. that two and three, it's hard for me to pick which one I, I dislike more. Um, yeah. So they're kind of down there together. Uh, back to the discussing of the whole Jar Jar thing and where, uh, uh, where, where Jar Jar is a senator. And, mm-hmm. uh, and then just to, to defeat one of the most powerful Jedis, as long as you got the high ground, you're okay. Um, <laughs> you're right. So, what a silly moment. All I got to do is stand just a, a couple feet higher and I will okay, cut off the legs. And But it was a callback to episode one, right? Where he used that move against Darth Maul to kill him. And then when Anakin right. tried to use his move against him, he, he was like, no, you can't do it. And I know what you're going to try. I have the high ground. I have the right, high ground. Right. It, it comes across so ridiculous. But. Right. Uh, um, acting for me as well is a big, a big negative. So what else about it, John? CGI was bad. Um, okay. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. Just all that. But I, I'm, I'm still glad it's a movie. I'm still, I still enjoy sure. watching it to this day. Uh, and I remember when I was younger, seeing it for the first time and being like, wow, that was an awesome movie. And I don't really understand what happened. Um, and so that's another, there's just so much going on right there. Uh, yeah. I guess that's uh, kind of in a nutshell. So I went back and forth between this and um, episode, not, uh, um, yeah, episode nine, because um, as which place they were going to take. And uh, I think what made this one just edge it out is that it has some really cool plot development as bad as the acting is. And that is one thing that I think rise of Skywalker really does much better, uh, has some great performances in it. Um, but the, uh, order 66, such a cool moment. Um, I love that Palpatine execute order 66 and they just kill all the Jedi, man. What a cool, just hard moment. And uh, it's so neat to see them in that moment jump between all the different planets, planets you've never seen before, planets that they conceived of just for that one moment. And they created this whole, you know, this whole world. And, and George Lucas actually made them develop backstories for these planets that they were going to show them. They would, it wouldn't just like develop a random world. It was like, you know, every place that we're going to go to for the Order 66 scene is going to have some history to it. Um, and I, I just think there's a lot of depth there. I actually disagree about the CG. I think the CG is really cool. Um, I think the opening scene uh, with the big star battle that's going on is, is very impressive and really fun to watch. Um, I think, uh, um, I think the biggest problem that I have with it is the acting again. And that is a big problem. The acting is probably the reason, the single reason why it's not, not much, much higher. Um, 
again, even your good actors and actresses are doing a bad job in that movie. <laughs> and, and that's, uh, that's, I don't think it's their fault. I think it's probably someone else to blame that, um, uh, that we could talk about. But anyway, Drew, why do you like it? So I completely agree with what you all are saying about the acting. 100% Hayden Christensen's performance as Hayden was, Skywalker was terrible. Um, Obi-Wan, you know what you did. I mean, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I, I fully throw that out there and admit that, conceive that completely. Um, I think a lot of it does come down for me, what you said, Cliff, um, about Phantom Menace. A lot of it was nostalgia for me. And so that was the one where so much of it just connected. By that time, you know, I had seen uh, four, five, six, one and two. Um, but just the connection of three to say, and again, this was part of that time in my life when, you know, it became, my mind was developing more. It actually made sense, the connections of, oh, I understand now the plot devices that George Lucas used in four, five, and six, why this is important, what's happening here. Um, the, the subtleties that were taking place, the, the deeper meanings that weren't said, but you could see and you understood because you knew what was coming in four, five, and six. So again, it, part of it was just nostalgia, the time in my life. Um, I mean, I remember, this is how much of a nerd I am. I went to 7-Eleven and got that Darth Dew Slurpee. If you even remember that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was purple. They had a Darth Vader <laughs> lid with his like head. It was a black lid on top of it. Do you still have that? I, I wish I did, man. <laughs> I wish I did. But I, remember, I went to 7-Eleven every day for two or three weeks just to get one of those. Because it was. I loved the movie so much. It was sour grape, and I hated sour grape, but I loved the movie, so I was. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. um, How old were you when that came out, Drew? Was what grade was that for you? Probably tenth grade, probably around tenth okay. grade. Okay. Um, you know, Padme dies, but not before Luke and Leia, and you understand. I understood the importance <laughs> of why Luke and Leia were important um, because of four, five, and six. Um, you know, the, the challenge that Anakin faced. You know. It was, it was just interesting to me of, okay, I know what I want to do, but I don't know how to get there, so I'm going to go this way, even though I know it's not the right way. I'm going to kill a bunch of little kids, which is really bad, but I still am trying to do it for the right reasons. <laughs> so it was, um, it was just a, an emotional roller coaster for me um, and a lot of nostalgia for that time in my life. So I, I really enjoyed um, that one for that reason. Okay. Well, the good news is no one's bottom three contained anyone else's number one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John, what's your number three Star Wars film? Uh, my number three. Uh, so the force awakens. Okay. All right. Oh. I'm surprised by that too. So, Why is The Force Awakens so high for so you? So The Force Awakens is so high for me because of, uh, again, that, that feeling I got seeing it. Uh, I remember just yeah. when the, uh, when uh, Millennium Falcon is, is, is first picked up and, and we're, we're going across the planet and the TIE fighters are after it. And it's doing these awesome moves in the air that, that we, we've always known it could do. But because of technology, we've never been able to see it do that. Um, it, it was just so, 
so I remember being on the edge of my seat, being like, this is amazing. Uh, this is, you know, this is the Millennium Falcon. This is, this is my childhood again. Uh, and, and I really think that's what does it in, in the reintroduction of characters. Um, I just wanted to like audibly cheer in the theaters at times. Uh, and so, I mean, that's, I know it gets a lot of flack, um, like all the, the, the new ones do. Uh, but it's it's my number three. Okay, Drew, did that make your list at all? It did it, but I agree with everything you said. It's it's right okay. in the middle for me. I loved it when yeah. I saw it. I was on the edge of my seat too. I was like, oh man, it is back, baby. You know, they're running through the market with the blasters, and then the fighters coming in, shooting down. Just that scene was so amazing to me. I was like, I knew right then. I was like, this is, I'm going to enjoy this. They did this right. So, so it, it was also the first movie that I was able to first star Wars movie that I was able to go to with my son. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. and so, so it was cool. like, you know, I mean, he had seen star Wars, uh, but, but for him to be able to go with me and, and him be on the edge of his seat. And then towards the end of the movie, he's like, dad, I got to pee. And I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to sit here and finish it. Uh, what do you think we brought the bottle for? <laughs> Uh, but, but I remember seeing it with him. That's when I was living in Northwest Arkansas and, uh, and seeing it with him in the theater and just, you know, able to, I mean, that, that was awesome, uh, to be able to take, take my son to a Star Wars movie. Cool. Uh, I also love that. It's not on my list either, but, um, I agree with most of what you said. There's some silliness in it. Uh, the Starkiller base, again, I think is silly, um, just like a multi-shot Death Star. It's like, you know, we built the Death Star. Now we built the Death Star with a fully operational shield during the building process. Now we've converted a whole planet and then leading all the way up to, you know, the ridiculousness that is in episode nine. But, um, but, uh, but I think, yeah, it's a very, very cool, nostalgic, fun experience. It was the, the Star Wars film that uh, did prompt me to never watch another Star Wars trailer because so many of the cool scenes and moments I felt like were spoiled um, because I had already seen them in, in a trailer. Some of those just shots were so iconic and, and epic. And, and I wished that I wished that I was seeing it for the first time in the theater. And so from that, from that movie on, I've never watched the star Wars trailer prior to seeing the film in theater. Um, and when I'm, when it comes on and I'm in another movie, I literally plug my ears and hum to myself close my eyes <laughs> and just hear like the tinge of an epic score in the background, you know, um, and make my friends embarrassed to be with me. But that's true. Most <laughs> of my friends on a regular basis anyway. So. Um, Where are you going with Yeah, it's a great one. Where did Ray learn to fly like that? So, so that's, uh, I, I can explain it. Uh, okay. Uh, right, she is, that's the uh, problem I have with it. So she's very force sensitive. Where did Anakin okay, learn to yeah. pilot a pod racer the way he did? The only human that could do won it. a pod race though. Uh, don't say never. Cause he well, did. Yeah, okay. He did eventually. You're right. Uh, You're right. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's and fair. people, you see no other humans piloting a pod. It, it's because okay. they're so force sensitive that they can basically jump right in. You can just it. be a pilot. Yeah. You have force sensitivity. You're just an awesome pilot. You so are. Does Poe. And, and, is Poe force sensitive? Do you think? Ah, uh, he may be. Oh. Uh, okay. the, but, the theory, the going theory, is that uh, John Boyega is. I can't remember his name. Mm. <laughs> What's his name? Yep. 
That's because um, that's what he wanted to tell Ray when they were sinking in the sinking oh, sand. Yeah. That happened to lead him to the ridiculous snake right. monster. You know, <laughs> what a stupid <laughs> scene. I hate that. That's another reason I hated it. No, I didn't hate the movie. I hated that scene, though. That was stupid. Um, but uh, but Luke was uh, the very, force healing I like. Luke was a good pilot. Okay, yeah, you're right. Luke, okay. Luke destroyed so a Death theme. Star. He just jumped Okay, all that's, right. That's cool. if, you're, if you're that force sensitive, you can fly anything. Okay, fine. I, I'll, gi- I'll give you that one. That's fair. All right, Drew, what's your number three? Have we done it yet? No, not yet. Um, my number three is Rogue One. Okay. That is uh, also my number three. Oh, nice. And your number All two. Right. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Number two. If it weren't for nostalgia, it would be my number one. I think if I saw all those movies for the first time right now, um, it would be num- my number one film. Mm. But I have and nostalgia playing into my top two. It's part of why it's so good. Yeah. We don't need happy endings all the time. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's um, that scene with Darth Vader at the very end. Ooh, that is by far the yes. coolest scene of Darth Vader's, I think, Absolutely. anywhere. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. And how it, it flows right into four. Uh, Perfect. Just, yeah. And, and for me, so I don't like episode three, another reason. That, and it's part of the reason I like Rogue One is because I felt like there was such a gap. And there, there was a time gap, but I felt like it was such sure. a different world from three mm-hmm. to four. And, and I remember going and wanting to see more connections, wanting to start to see the ships be the same, wanting to see that. And, and I didn't get that, but with Rogue One, it was, it was all there. It was, right. it was everything that I wanted to start seeing in episode three. Yeah, absolutely. I uh, love the tragedy of it. I just... I love that not a single person lives. They can't do anything else with those characters. They're all dead. Yeah. And and a lot of movies aren't brave enough to do that now. Once they've invested and established a really big character, they want to market it to the fullest. Um, and so a lot of movies nowadays, you just know that the main characters aren't going to die. Even in Star Wars movies, you just know they're not going to die. Um, yeah. because, because they need to be able to keep using them, and in the, uh, even in the expanding canon. But the fact that they go into Rogue One and just have it in their minds to wipe everybody out is so know. good. No one's so, ever really dead. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is true. As I as I uh, as I hear, we will discover as we watch the Clone Wars. We know a little bit about what's coming. As our friend Palpatine showed us, I mean, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So we've done um, any anything else on Rogue One before we leave it, John? You're number two. That's really high. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, I think I'm trying to figure out what's left. I know I have done my two and three. John, have you done your, your number three? Yes. Force Awakens. Force Awakens is your number three. And Force then Awakens, Rogue One. Rogue One is your number three, Drew. Mm-hmm. We've done your, John's number two. We've done my number two. We've done your number two, right, Drew? Right. Yeah. Do you know what I'm realizing right now? We have not discussed any of the films from the original trilogy yet. Will we now? Yet. None of them. (laughs) None of them. That means for all three of us, at most, only one of them is getting into our top three. That is, that's, uh, should we just cancel the podcast? I think people are going to tar and feather us. (laughs) Maybe we need to re-record it without our real names in it. That's right. (laughs) All right, John, 
Let's start with you. What's your number one Star Wars? Uh, my number one Star Wars movie is Episode Six. Okay, Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yes, and uh, like the the same reasons I've liked all the others, and it's it's nostalgia. Um, it is it is how how awesome all that felt to me uh, when I was a kid, and and then getting the redemption of uh, Vader there at the end. Um, and it, it's even cooler to me now seeing the path that he's taken through the other movies and just how evil uh, he really is. It, until the very end, he changes. In the very end, he yeah. redeems it all. Um, and I, I just love it. I like the, uh, uh, I like the Luke in, uh, in all black with a green lightsaber. Uh, you know, of course, when that came out, that, that, that's the lightsaber I want. I want the green lightsaber. Um, and in his, uh, the, the whole scene where he's watching his, uh, watching the, the, the fleet of ships, uh, get destroyed while he's, he's standing there with Vader and the emperor. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's the peak of the movies for me, all the movies right there. Um, yeah. I love cool. the, uh, the speeders, awesome. the speeders on, on, uh, yes. the yeah. walks and, uh, that whole, uh, moon of indoor scene. Um, I mean, it's, it, do you think it should have been Wookiees or do you think the Ewoks? No, was a good decision? no, I like the Ewoks. I do. Okay. And, uh, yeah, me too. And I like the, uh, uh, and, and the Ewok movie cliff that, uh, Drew, I don't know if <laughs> yeah. you've seen it. Not uh, canon. I, not, not canon, but, but, but there's I, two of them. did you know there's two of them, John? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've only uh, seen one. I've only seen the second one. The one with the giant and the cage right. and the cage. That's the only one I've seen. But, uh, but I like, I like those because I like return of the Jedi. And I, I just think that's so cool. Um, no, and I, I like the, uh, I'm glad they weren't Wookiees. Wookiees would have been too. Uh, honestly, you, you have a, a forest full of Wookiees against stormtroopers that can't. Yeah. Win. The stormtroopers uh, don't stand. Of course. They're, they're just going to rip them to pieces, but these little right. underdog, uh, Ewoks with the help of uh, a small part of the rebellion able to really change history uh, in, yeah. the, in the galaxy is uh, yeah I love it everything about it I love how you love the Ewoks John that's I'm so glad <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be such a divisive issue people either love or hate the Ewoks it seems and yeah. I think they are a great plot tool for that movie. <laughs> That's I really a very nice do. way to say it, Drew. <laughs> well, I know all creatures have rights, but you know, they're a good plot tool. <laughs> I, I think the Ewoks are great. I'll, Except I'll Gungans. Them. Gungans don't have rights. So You mentioned some really iconic <laughs> scenes, and that one is, uh, you know, you make me question my top three, because Return of the Jedi, for a long time, growing up, it was my number one, when it, when it was just the original trilogy, um, and that was all we had. Uh, I remember thinking Return of the Jedi was the coolest. And, and part of that was just because it, it does become like that epic end scene where you have so many TIE fighters. It seemed like at the time there was just a swarm of TIE fighters flying through the sky, tearing up the rebels. And that, that final battle was super cool. Um, yeah, it's a great one. Great pick. Vader's decision. I mean, you can see how not even a word, it just turns his head, you know, and looks at Luke and then um, just, you know, because you've built up to that point, you know, the dilemma and you know what he's trying to go through and what he's trying to 
work out and you know the only one way to do it so and then so i'm gonna i'm gonna go ahead and freeing han i love that scene uh mm-hmm. and, and oh, yeah. take yeah. killing killing java uh taking him down with all those those uh people on the little i don't know what it was that little speeder going over the sand uh in the sarlacc pit and then uh, <laughs> of course the fate of uh of boba um everything you know, just such a little anticlimactic on Boba Fett, in my opinion. So amazing that he's become such the 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 loved character that he has. Yeah, and, uh, sure. Based off of his very little screen time. Yes. Um, yeah, that's true. that's true. I could never figure out in school why people, some people, really gravitated to him, and I could never figure out why. But. It's the it's the jetpack. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's cool. He's he's a cool. He's like a cowboy. You know, he's a very cowboyish um, character. I mean, when episode two came out, I was like, oh, okay, well, now I see why you might like him, but yeah. How about that intro music number in the special edition, though? I mean, that that takes it down at least a notch for me. (laughs) It's probably why it's not in my top three. Yeah. Uh, It it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad before we had that CG creature that was pasted over the top of all those scenes and oh, just one of the worst, probably the worst scene in Star Wars, I would say. I'll take I like or I I hate sand. I'll take I hate sand over that scene any day, any day. I hate watching that thing. Uh, yeah. There's not much of Star Wars that I hate. I hate that scene. Hmm. So I want to mention this. You know, you mentioned earlier in the podcast that we watched through all of the movies with your wife Drew, who had never seen any of them before. Yeah. And you all and you entrusted me. I remember you and I went back and forth. <laughs> I said, Hey, I want you to I want you to hear me out. Here's the order I think we should do it in. And so here's what we did. She, she had said she'd seen some Star Wars before and just got bored with it and wasn't that interested. And, and you'd never been able to get her to watch any. And it was and really my wife scene. saying, I'll watch it with you. Right. Uh, that, that finally made her come around. Um, but uh, the order that we used was we started with episode four. And I feel like you kind of have to start with episode four. But then we went back and did, did Rogue One. Um, and the reason why we did that was because it is a very modern movie. Uh, that doesn't necessarily have the silliness of the others. And I thought if anything could draw somebody who had been bored and thought Star Wars was a little bit silly and unattractive before, if anything can draw a person into it, I felt like it was Rogue One. And I think we were right. She she cried. Your wife is yeah. very expressive. And yes. she was definitely very expressive at the end of Rogue One. <laughs> as, uh, as everyone what? was, you know, <laughs> taken out one by one. Um, so we did that prequel to episode four. Then we did, then we did episode um, five. And then we stopped and did the prequel trilogy because of the reverence that I have. The reason why I proposed that is because of the reverence that I have for Return of the Jedi. Um, my idea was that's the culmination. That's where it all leads to. We're going to see Darth Vader's descent into evil before, right before we see him come around and redeem himself and have that internal struggle. So great, great pick. All right, Drew, what's your number one? My number one is Empire Strikes Back. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right. Why? Uh, there is so much action in that movie. Um, you know, from opening the movie with Luke being attacked by a wampa, um, the rebels being essentially smoked out, blown out of their um, secret base by the Empire. Uh, Darth Vader being revealed as Luke's father. Luke getting his hand cut off. Oh wait, we can put it back on. Um, you know, Han Solo being frozen in carbonite. There was just so many memorable 
scenes in that one for me. There was, you know, it was action packed. It made so, it just made so much sense to me how they framed everything and worked everything in the sequence of it. And when I look back at Star Wars, those are the memories that I usually associate with Star Wars the most, those that I just mentioned. So uh, for that reason, it's my number one. Okay. It's down there for me. It's not bottom three, but it's, it's definitely bottom half for me. And I know that's an unpopular opinion. I just think it's one of the more boring Star Wars movies. Not a lot seems to happen. Um, there's some great iconic stuff. And I, I realize when you see that stuff for the first time, it can be pretty huge. Like uh, the reveal of Darth Vader as Luke's father and even Yoda. You know, when you first meet Yoda, you're like, who's this dude? You know, who's this funny Muppet on this? And then you, you, you eventually find out that he's a Jedi. It's like, what? He is? You know, and that's mm -hmm. a moment. Um, I guess just on, on subsequent watches, I, I watch that movie and I get a little bored and I love the opening scene. Um, but after that, I, I just feel like not, not enough happens in the movie to really, um, to really push it toward the top for me. Uh, it's a lot of people's number one. I, I definitely respect it. And I, I do love it, but, um, yeah, that's, that's my number one. It is. John, do you have anything to say about, yeah. So it's got some really cool, uh, cool, the, the whole Hoth planet is what makes oh, it yeah. a great movie for me. Um, sure. And, and I love those scenes, the whole Hoth thing. And really it's a pretty small part of the movie. Mm -hmm. um, and then after that, it does, I, I do see where it, it does kind of get slow. Um, but then the, the whole betrayal of, of getting Han Solo and Carbonite, it kind of starts to peak again uh, and sets you up really good for my favorite uh, return of the Jedi. Um, but the uh, 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 through a blank. Oh, the the whole snow hoth scene with the tow cable, um, which has been in every Star Wars game just about uh, <laughs> that you can think of. Um, th those are the scenes that it's it's probably it's not in the top, of course, um, but it's it's close for me. We are pushing the amount of time that I asked y'all to commit to this. So I'm going to go ahead and say my number one, and we'll talk about it briefly before we close it out. And, uh, and I give you a little preview for what, what's coming up next week. My number one is, is obviously, since I haven't said it, uh, I think going to be pretty obvious to everybody. And that is uh, episode four is my number one. It's kind of neat that four five and six are number yeah, ones, is. but not any of the same one. Um, I love the way episode four uh, starts. Now, a lot of people think episode four is slow. What I said about Empire Strikes Back, a lot of people, but I think that is the genius of it. Um, the fact that, and, and this is, um, this is something that was done very intentionally. Um, and, and Lucas has, you know, discussed this. Uh, he's had his problems as a director later on, but man, I really think he struck gold with his idea here. And that is that we're going to, we're going to explore this huge space, space opera in a society that isn't really super excited about that sort of thing. And we're going to do it from the perspective of these two robots. I mean, that's really what the movie is about. It's about R2-D2 and C-3PO. They're on that ship at the beginning. They get deployed onto this desert planet and they just wander around in the desert for a while. And they start to come across different people. And, they, and that movie really follows R2-D2 and C-3PO. And we see 
the beginning of the Star Wars franchise from their perspective. And I know eventually it starts to really transition away from from a focus on them into the the main characters of the movie. But uh, but that opener um, is, I just think, one of the greatest things in film ever. Um, and I think it took a lot of courage to do, uh, to create a movie that would take that kind of approach. Um, and I just love it. Every time I see it, I just think this is perfectly paced. Um, and, and I love the way that it builds on itself. And, and that was one of the reasons why I feel like you have to watch it first because it, it takes you from this, uh, again, you get the droids, but, but you also get Luke Skywalker, uh, being introduced as just a farm boy. Um, and he sort of slowly, you know, finds himself falling into this huge, huge, uh, galaxy wide conflict, but it happens very gradually throughout the film. And, uh, and that's, that's why it's my favorite is, is because of the way and the pacing, uh, of the plot, the way the plot progresses and the way that it's paced out and the way that we go from, from very unimportant figures to the destruction of the death star, which was the major threat to the galaxy. No, you're right. I mean, the climax is amazing how it slowly builds and um, it gets more interesting. Absolutely. As it gets further along in the film with the destruction, um, you know, of the Death Star at the very end. And um, I agree with everything you said there, honestly, I, it, it's up there, you know, it's in the middle for me. Um, so. Uh, you know, Luke is really whiny. Uh, <laughs> oh, she's sticking to picking power converters. Uh, <laughs> John, I, I remember watching you. Remember Thumb Wars? Remember Thumb watching Wars. Thumb Wars with me? Yeah, and, and they just made Luke the most whiny <laughs> character in that. And it wasn't so far fun. from uh, from the movie. Um, yeah, you, yeah. Uh, I mean, really, yes. Uh, one of the Star Wars greats, obviously. Episode four started it all. Um, I will say that uh, there's kind of like a fan uh, fan edition that somebody has made to that one that I recommend watching. It's uh, uh, Star Wars SC-38 Reimagined. Um, yes, I know and, what you're talking about. And it is the lightsaber battle uh, at the end with Obi-Wan. And, and that part of what I, I don't like about episode four is how anticlimactic that lightsaber battle kind of was. Yeah, that's yeah. They hadn't figured that out yet. No, there there was no real even fight. It was it was like that's right. Yeah, ah, get away. Just whacking uh, sticks together. That's right. right. Yeah, right. And then he gave up. And then that, <laughs> that they ran version. out of budget. They couldn't hire a stunt coordinator <laughs> for that scene. You know, it's like it was right. just kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, well, we don't want to accidentally hit each other. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, but that re that reimagined version, uh, I, I yeah. love that. And so uh, I. I that kind of fills in what was lacking in the actual movie for me. Um, and then, uh, I get it, that. yeah. Uh, and then it, it is kind of, kind of interesting that Luke's, uh, aunt and uncle die. Uh, they are killed by stormtroopers. They raise him and he's like, I guess I'll go hang out with old Ben. Uh, and then old Ben yeah. dies and he like can't function. And, uh, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, so, so upset that Obi-Wan Kenobi's dead and not that his adoptive parents are. And, um, not that I, it, it ruins anything for me, just uh, uh, with his whininess. And it's like, Luke, where's your, where's your priorities? Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
well, they died, but I get to leave the planet. So I'm good with <laughs> no, that. go to the go to the Tashi station whenever I want. So, <laughs> now I'm so curious for you, Kalev. I'm curious for you. Is your decision for A New Hope to be your number one influenced at all by The Princess, The Scoundrel, and The Farm Boy? <laughs> no, but it is a good book. Because I will say that it definitely increased it in my eyes after I listened to that. I full disclosure, I don't read hardly. I, that was an audio book. Yeah. I listened so. Um, but oh, same here. Same. Yeah, you know, getting the, the getting the story that happened between the different events in episode four from their perspectives, um, that that definitely brought it more to life for me. Um, and then those moments where it was a little bit slower in the beginning. Um, that sort of came back to increase my love of episode four even more uh, just because I had more background. You know, what, no, even though it wasn't in the movie, I had it in, in my head from the audiobooks than the last time I watched it. And so that definitely it, brought a little bit more of life to it for me. Yeah. And, and the, you know, you mentioned about him not really being that upset over his aunt and uncle. It's the same with like, they, they destroy Leia's entire planet. And it's just like, it's not that big a deal. Like the next scene, she's good. She's fine. You know? Um, and uh, in the book, they basically go into that with a little bit more depth. Um, and I don't know when this, I think it's maybe 2015 or 16 that this thing came out. Really good book. For, it's targeted at young adults. The, the other three in that series are not very good, but that first one is excellent and fills in a lot of the gaps on uh, some of the things that just seem like, eh, why is that not a bigger deal in the movie? Um, and I think some of those things are just a product of the time it, the time that the movie came out. It was, it was just not the focus of that film. It wasn't what it was trying to do. Um, and so I, I give it a pass on a lot of that stuff. But, but I do recognize that by today's standards, you know, you've got to do more than just make a sour face when somebody destroys your planet. And, and you've got to be more upset about your aunt and uncle who have literally been your mom and dad for your entire life than you are about this hermit you just met. <laughs> just you see their charred bodies and it's like, oh man, sad day. All right, here we go. <laughs> okay. Um, I am going to pull up the list that I shared with you all and just give everyone uh, who may or may not be listening <laughs> um, a preview into what we're going to be doing next week. So next week we're going to be uh, just discussing the Clone Wars cartoon. And that's going to be our focus for the next you know, 20 plus weeks. And um, for this first week, we are going to be watching episodes 216, Cat and Mouse, 116, Hidden Enemy, and then the Clone Wars movie. And that will uh, take us through the Battle of Christophsis arc and give us a good introduction into what we have in store going forward. Again, we're watching this chronologically by arc. So we only have one arc um, because it includes the movie. It, it lengthens the amount of time of that arc. I think it's the longest arc of the, uh, at least as far as screen time is concerned of the entire, uh, the entire series. Um, but that's where we'll start. We'll talk about that next week. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can email star Wars brothers podcast at gmail.com. And if we actually get an email from that before our next episode, I'll probably read it on the episode. So if you want to be on a podcast uh, that has zero notoriety, uh, send me an email. And, and uh, you know, I mean, within reason, <laughs> you'll probably you'll you'll probably make an appearance on the next uh, on the next show. So you can tell us how uh, 
you know how bad our opinions are because I know right. you know ranking Star Wars films <laughs> yeah. is, is probably a, a, a good way to lose a lot of people at the beginning. Yeah. Well, Connor, maybe since you have you have the you have the chance now to express your own views if, if you happen to uh, <laughs> don't want to do that. So I kind of doubt, guys, that we're actually going to have anybody that listens to this and has time to send me an email before next week. Um, but you never know. <laughs> so I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, you can email me if you want to. And uh, uh, thanks for listening. And with that statement right there, we just lost whatever viewer or listener we had.